0: absolute sports betting degeneracy
2: hey everybody arch here and it is friday night which can only mean we're talking nascar with the human atms what's going on phil
3: hey arch man we just got done the uh, the out of bounds nfc south preview so i'm awake i've got a little coffee coursing through my veins and we
4: are pumped up we got six races this weekend
2: holy cow steve are you ready for this
4: I'm ready for this, but I got some bad news for us personally. Uh we're live right now and uh, the the Brewers just scored. No, of the game.
2: <laughs> oh my god. 2 outs, 2 strike. Oh boy.
4: Wow. Well,
3: thanks Steve, Debbie Downer. You just killed um, the mood. Man. Well, I was I was still hyped. Um I I, I think we still pulled out. So, let's hmm. let's do that. Let's concentrate our efforts towards that game. And then we'll get to the six, uh, six races.
2: Big Daddy Parlay says, holy shit. I think he was talking about the intro.
3: Which is fire.
4: That thing pumps me up. Steve? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see other people enjoy it as well. I mean, the first time I saw that, I kind of uh, almost fell out of my chair, too. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Well, we won't let the Rockies keep us down. What are we, uh, what are we doing in NASCAR or whatever, racing?
3: Yeah, man. First of all, we should probably talk about last week just quickly. Okay. We, I mean, if we have to, uh, we hit Christopher Bell at eighteen to one last week. We made fourteen units across all of the the different races. Um, it was a bang up week. Steve did a bang up job, and uh, man, it,
4: it's it's fantastic.
2: Just snuck out a profit, Steve, just barely under the wire.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm telling you right now, man. If we could run New Hampshire every week, I would be a very happy guy because New Hampshire is being more than generous to us over here at the Speedway 2 Club. So um, it's a real shame they only run there once a year. Um, Yeah, that's unfortunate. But um, happy to very happy last weekend.
2: All right. Well, we're moving on. Where are we looking at this week?
3: Uh, Arch, we're heading to the uh, snowy mountains of pocono pennsylvania uh it's a two and a half mile track uh it is flat but it's got three very distinct different turns um they all have varying degrees of of banking um and and this track man it it lends itself to being a fuel race to a strategy race kind of like a like a road road course uh we'll see guys short pitting at the end of stages giving up stage points for for track position and uh this is a tough one to handicap um but we've got Steve. We've got Steve up our sleeve. So uh, hopefully we bring the fire again. So let's do that.
2: When it comes to strategy, we've got Steve. He's playing chess. They're playing checkers over the sports book.
3: Bingo. Bingo. He's a secret weapon and he's locked and loaded. So that's right. Steve, do you want to start us off with the, the truck race?
4: Yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, we got some early plays locked in here. Um, we can look at the data today and oh, wait a minute, uh, no, no practice, <laughs> no qualifying today. it got rained out. So bummer. Perfect. Oh, well. That explains, that's fine. That explains that why news? you were that's, here
2: early. I got you now. Okay.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, that's good news though, for everybody listening. Cause that means we get fresh lines to release to everybody that's that's tuning in. So awesome. Uh, uh, I mean, pretty fresh. Believe it or not, despite there being no practice and qualifying, the line still moved on the trucks. So, because I mean, they awarded the positions based off of some metric. I have no idea what the metric is because John Hunter is starting 12th and Zane Smith is starting the pole. But it's good for us because we tipped Zane Smith plus 500 early on. Uh, so we yeah. like that. He's yeah, that, that's 400. Exactly. I was just going to say that's moved to four to one.
2: Is that playable um, at four or no? That is uh, on the edge.
4: Yeah, sure. I mean, track position is going to matter a lot here. He's starting on the pole. That's a pretty big deal. Okay. Uh, truck race is pretty short, so it's going to be tougher to move up to the field. So, And Zane Smith is, I mean, he's good in traffic. He's he, and so I mean, he, he can move through traffic like nobody else I've seen this year. And him starting on the pole, he'll you know, have like clean air. I mean, feels like it great play to me locked so in we'll locked that in sure um the other
3: ones that we we tipped in the book club uh, moved in our favor as well we're also on carson hassevar uh we were on him 10 to 1 he is now 7 to 1 uh just for no reason other than uh catching a little steam due to the the um placement in in qualifying um and he he's bringing back a really good truck they uh he was in this truck and dominated a race earlier this year but crashed crashed out uh word on the street is they're bringing the same truck back and it's fixed so that's should be a pretty good piece of equipment there so we're on uh
4: hasafar as well right i think it was the one at charlotte that was the one where he kind of i think he dived it in there or something i think there's a really late restart in that race i believe right i think you're right sir he, I mean, he had a massive lead in that race, and the yellow dropped real late, and then he had to do the restart. I think he's, he got in like Ryan Priest, I think it was, and they got all salty with each other and whatnot. Oh,
3: that's right. Yeah, there was there mm-hmm. were some fireworks on pit road. Yeah, that's that's right after the race. Sure, um, and then the other the other long shot that we're taking uh, is Tyler Ankrum. Steve found this little gem, hmm. and uh, turns out this kid has some pretty good track history.
4: Absolutely. Um, I, I think he's going underlooked here. Um, I don't know what he got reposted at on Caesars. I'm looking on DraftKings right now. He's 40 to 1. But if you look at his track history a little bit, we can still use track history quite a bit in a truck series because, I mean, it's not like the Cup Series where we're talking about pretty much only looking at this year because a new car. I mean, trucks are pretty good for track history still. It's a good metric. Um, Akram is... Showing very strong pace here at Pocono specifically. I mean, Pocono the track is so unique, uh, the characteristics. I mean, it's quote unquote. There's no turn four in, at this place. I mean, it's just it's a triangle. So the only comparable track I would really look at would be the uh, you know the Indy 500. I mean that and they, they didn't run that track um, last year. So if you look at some old data on that, feel free to go ahead and compares. Uh, but Really, I'm, I'm pretty much looking at Pocono, and Tyler Ankrum here has, a, in the last three races, an average finish of fifth, and in his two top fives out of those three races with a 96 uh, driver rating, which puts him third in that metric. Uh, so all numbers are pretty good on Tyler Ankrum, and he's in the—he's uh, a Devon Truck this year. I, I think his performance has been pretty good recently as well as far as form, so again, some solid— um characteristics on acrom this week
3: yeah we also like the uh the top five at plus 400 four to one so that's a, a pretty sweet price mm-hmm. if you uh if you kind of want to mitigate the risk on the win and and just take a uh, four to one on the top five so
4: pretty yeah, cool there yeah as i described uh he, that's hit two out of the last three races and again plus 450 so awesome
3: um yeah, so we're on, on those guys to win in top five. We're also on Hasavar to top five in the book club. That was minor. I'm sorry. It was even money, I believe, plus 100. So uh, we're seeing minus 120 across the board. That is the best I'm seeing here. And that's at MGM and DraftKings. So uh, we, we did tip a couple of head-to-heads as well, Steve. Um, you want to talk about the one you like the most?
4: yeah I mean um, we have Zane Smith uh over John her Nema minus one ten it's been a little little bit of movement there. It's minus one thirty five now I mean we've explained already uh Zane Smith, but I guess I'll talk a little bit about john hunter um uh, it's It's really surprising to me what's going on with John Hunter Nemicick. the books still haven't really adjusted to his performance this year. It's not quite where it was um last year when he was pretty much dominating every single race it's it's just surprising because zane smith has been pretty much better in raw pace every week so i don't know what they're doing over there and we took advantage of it again this week with like a good number there um that's pretty much all i got for that head to head
3: yeah i mean if, if the sports books are going to keep put, putting that one out there we're just going to keep taking it and uh we've seen that go on go from like the plus 140s in the beginning of the year and then it opened up I think it was minus 110 per side. So they are catching up, but but it's still, you know, too good of a number to, to pass on. So Gotcha, gotcha. Take, yeah, take Zane over John Hunter. I'm seeing minus 129 at Cosimo for you Canadians. Oh. Yeah. Um,
2: minus 132. Yeah.
3: yeah, there you go. You got those winner lines. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we're also on Austin Hill over Ryan Priest. Um Kind of like... Kind of like Austin Hill, he's, he's moonlighting back in the track or in the, the truck series, uh, coming down from the Xfinity series. Um, he's going to be driving a pretty decent truck uh, against Ryan Priest, who's also moonlighting. They're both starting in the back of the field. So, Steve, how do you see this one playing out?
4: Well, we see that Ryan Priest is starting towards the back, um, he's starting 22nd. To no fault of his own, uh, because that's just where the qualifying put him because of the rain out. But, um, Poc- I mean, Pocono is not one of Brian Priest's best tracks. It's it's definitely not Nashville where he's dominated. Uh, I mean, Nashville's got the concrete surface, so we're, we're not talking about that situation here. I think Brian Priest is a good driver, but he's not a great driver like he is at places like Nashville, et cetera. It's just kind of an average track for him. So, um, is is Austin Hill is was the matchup, right? Correct. Yeah, so I mean Austin Hill's also starting in the back, starting back thirty first. So there's I I wouldn't really say there's a huge advantage to either side there. I mean they're both starting pretty far back. You should be able to get through the field pretty quickly. Those trucks are pretty quick. So I'm looking at Yeah, I was know.
3: just gonna say we're we're on this one because I wanted to be on this one.
4: Is that <laughs> that's the story here
2: it's Yeah, gut shot yeah,
4: I mean, good shot <laughs> I don't I don't mind I don't mind the play I mean Austin Hill is running that seven spire truck which has been run by the Hendrick guys for the most part Bowman um William Byron I think ran it and won in, in that truck at that maybe is Martinsville yeah so the truck, the truck has speed. There's no doubt about that. So we know Austin Hill is a good driver. He's improved a lot this year in Xfinity. He's probably learned a lot over there. So cool. I would say that's the angle.
3: Yeah. And that wraps up the truck card, I believe, unless you had something you wanted
4: to add. I have an add-on that I may or may not have this put out there yet. Um, you did not. I can yeah. confirm. So this is uh exclusive content here. Ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> I, I I Shannon Smith is starting second. And he's still plus nine hundred. There was no movement on him. So with that in mind, uh I played him on his outright there at plus nine hundred, and I played Top three and top five, so I sprinkle a little bit on everything there, and I also played his matchup against Carson Hosevar so it kind of on Hosevar and uh, Smith here to win. Hopefully, hopefully Smith uh, gets the win actually. Over, I mean either way we're happy, but you know. Uh, right. Smith is plus 115 there, and I, I like, K, I like uh, KBM stuff quite a bit this weekend at Pocono because we're talking about long streets, talking about uh, performance really mattering as far as horsepower goes, engine, you know, top of line equipment really uh, a little bit more important this week here at the, these big tracks. Yeah, that, that backstretch, the hypotenuse,
3: if you will, is very, very long. So I, I, think, I think you're right uh, talking about that KBM power um you know being a big deal this week so cool man should we move into xfinity yep that's all i got for trucks awesome all right so we are starting off by taking two unpredictable winners we're taking noah gregson (laughs) at nine to one and ricky stenhouse jr coming down into the uh the xfinity series for the first time in a long time and he is 12 to one now that that is a seat that is vacated by Tyler Reddick. Um, and it seems like to me that, uh, RCR does not want Tyler Reddick near any of their stuff anymore. So I, I think, I think that's why Stenhouse got this ride and you have seen it being a positive day for us.
4: Yeah. I mean, I kind of like these, uh, fill in opportunities, I guess you'd say, uh, once in a while I do some golf stuff and it's like, uh, Every time you get these you get these guys with, like, late entries, they seem like, oh, all the pressure's off, you know, everything, swings are loose, and you know, they, they kind of just have a day. And uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like that can definitely happen here with sentenhouse I mean, uh, I mean sentenhouse is, I would say, these types of tracks are where he kind of excels. Uh, he, intermediates, uh, large ovals. I mean, it's not an oval, obviously, but, you know, it, it's it's the same concept. So... And he, he he's running a car that's competitive. I mean, the 48, like you said, it's it's aligned with RCR. They're fast. It, it's you know Stenhouse is a Cup guy, so I feel like 12 to one is a little uh, doing a little bit of a disservice there. Is it Stenhouse?
3: Yeah, I I agree. I I really like. I I think Ricky is a talented dude, and I just think he's he's driving like C tier equipment in the Cup series, so he doesn't always get to show it. Um, but I think. I think we're going to see that that, that car is pretty good. And I, I definitely think he's going to be one of the more talented dudes in the field. So, um, I'm with it, man. I, I can definitely see this 12 to one hitting. Um, and if not, not the outright, I think there's some other props that we can play. Hmm. So, uh, definitely like those two guys in the outright market in the top five market. Uh, we're going a full unit on Noah Gregson at even money at, at, DraftKings. We, um, we and the book club exploited a little bit of an error uh, on the top five market over at MGM. They had Sam Mayer listed at plus 195, and it was just way out of line with with the other books. Um, so we slammed that. Now we're also taking Brandon Jones at two to one. Uh, did anything happen with
4: Brandon Jones today, Steve, that you want to talk about? Uh, well, he did race in the ARCA race. I mean, I watched a little bit of the race, but I didn't see the whole thing because... Uh, my interest in Argus series is minimal to none, to be honest. <laughs> but, is it because uh, Haley's not in it anymore? Oh, is that it? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's something have something to do with that. I, I couldn't couldn't pinpoint why I wasn't watching Argus anymore, but now you kind of just uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, that's it. That's kind I'm of. I'm here for it. you, partner. I am here for you. <laughs> But yeah, that race I believe ended due to darkness there I, I guess there is some massive crash at the end of the race. I don't know who was in it did, did you did you watch it? I did not I did not okay. i have I have zero interest in okay. uh, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean we're on the
3: same page then <laughs> yeah I mean, if i can't if I can't bet on it i, right. I mean, I'm out
4: right uh, <laughs> but yeah, Brennan Jones was in the field uh the bottom line all I care about is he get he gets extra track time that's all I care about so. And he's going to be riding in the Joe Gibbs equipment. Uh, We mentioned how how important the equipment is at this place. Uh, You need the engine power. You need fast cars at flat-out speed, and that's what uh, Joan should have this weekend. Um, Just hopefully he doesn't make any mistakes, and he should be able to do well. He's DNF'd a lot here, but when he doesn't DNF, he runs well. He finished seventh in one race he didn't DNF the past few times out so i, be, I believe he won in the, in the truck series um the ones the ones i think it was a couple of years ago um and then he, he wrecked immediately after in the extreme series so it's kind of a downer but he, he's shown to get the job done here
3: yeah for sure and then for that reason we're we're also going to be on his head to head over sammy smith who is mm-hmm. a a newcomer to the series uh, I'm seeing minus 120 on DraftKings. I think there was a minus 114 uh, earlier over at Sugarhouse Parks. That family of books, um, and we're just taking the experience over the over the young guy. Um, they're going to be in, they're both in the Toyotas, so they're both going to have have an equal playing field here. But uh, we we like the experience in that matchup. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna back. Ty Gibbs, another Toyota over Cole Custer, so Steve, I know Cole Custer owes us some money. are we going <laughs> we're going to get it by fading this week, I guess huh?
4: I sure hope so. I think i don 't remember what Cole Custer opened at, but it was way longer than plus four fifty uh, it 's clear that, that people have taken notice that he has a lot of speed in that car now the angle we're taking i'm taking here is that yes he has a lot of speed in the car but uh the same can't be said for the pit crew (laughs) that pit crew costs him a lot of spots every time they come down there and that can be a big detriment when it comes to somebody like ty gibbs that has one of the better pit crews in the series i mean i think they're going to be on pretty much equal speed uh on track but the pit road difference is pretty significant there in my opinion
3: yeah, I mean, and we've also seen Ty Gibbs uh, not be afraid to mix it up with the Cup Series regulars. I mean, he he took Larson to school there at the road course a couple of weeks ago. To my surprise, and to my <laughs> ruined ticket. Um, but you know, Cole Custer is not Kyle Larson, so I like I like backing Gibbs here for sure in this matchup. And I'm I'm seeing about minus one twenty is a fair price across the market. So really like that play, and I'm I'm glad we're on that one. Uh, we're also gonna fade him with Josh Berry. Now that one has moved against us. I see that that has gone from, uh, we tipped that at, oh, I'm sorry, that went for us. We tipped it at plus 120, and it's at plus 108 now. So a little positive
4: steam on right. Barry. Any reason for that? Yeah, I mean, I, that's interesting because I don't, I don't know if Josh Barry's line, I, I know that um, Junior Motorsports in general appears to be catching more money again this week. I think Sam Mayer was like 15-1 the or something when it opened up. Uh, so I mean, that's another reason why I kind of like Noah Gregson because for some reason, I mean, the general public is pretty big on junior motorsports again, but Gregson is not really seeing a lot of money being bet on him. So I don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to take advantage of it. Um,
3: yeah, he looks like he's the third favorite in that camp. It's Allgaier,
4: then Barry, then Gregson. I think that's pretty shocking to me, to be honest, because he's I had. Agree. I think the most speed, maybe only behind Allgaier, on that team this year. Yeah. So especially, in the, especially on the intermediates. I mean, he's been very good, for sure. Uh, and then the other three,
3: three head to heads, we can just kind of breeze through them. We're gonna take Stenhouse over Gregson. Now we have both of those guys to win, so it's not really a play against each other. It's more of a numbers grab. Uh, and that's at plus 135 at DraftKings Hmm. that we tipped it. Um, Now we're going to take another junior motorsports guy, Sam Mayer over A.J. Amendinger. That's minus 120 at DraftKings. And then Riley Herbst over Daniel Hemrick. Numbers grab for sure, plus 150 at Sugarhouse. Any of those that you want to dig into,
4: Steve, or should we move on? Uh, Yeah, horrible line on Herbst over Hemrick there. I mean, This is this is probably going to be a race that's pretty chaotic. This is a very difficult racetrack to drive, Um, and I think Hembrick there is getting a lot of recency bias from last week's performance. I mean, he wrecked out. So I I mean, he he qualified second, but I mean, this is this is nothing like what we saw last week at um, New Hampshire. This is a totally different situation where very high speeds. We've seen colleagues struggle. When it comes to um, this type of track, uh, I just don't. I, I think that's that's the thing. There, uh, we're just seeing too much um, favoritism on on Hemrick. Sure. That's why we're so so uh, so high. So, and then Sam Mayer, we got some positive closing line value. Um, it's again, that's just uh, the public there betting Sam Mayer. So, I agree with the move. I do too, and that's why we took it early, so <laughs> yeah and, here we go. and finally, Stenhouse over Gregson um I think they're going to be pretty close when it comes to uh on track positions uh, plus one thirty five is a good number to me, like I said uh pretty some I, I think it's gonna be a somewhat high variance race, so again, plus one thirty five is just like you said numbers a uh, good number Awesome.
5: all right, guess who's back back again? up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today
4: Let's
3: move on to the Cup Series. So uh, we're, on, we're on a slew of guys here Ooh. in the outright. It looks like we're running it back with Christopher Bell. And then, um, let's see, it looks like that's 18 to 1. We're taking Daniel Suarez, 33 to 1 at MGM. Eric Jones, 75 to 1 at Caesars. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 125 to 1 at MGM. And Cole Custer, 350 to 1. At mgm steve talk me through your your thoughts here are we taking uh Stenhouse and custer simply because
4: of the track time i would say so yeah i mean it's it's a big deal to get that extra time on track it's, it's kind of the same thing with brandon jones and xfinity um Stenhouse has been i mean when look when you look at ricky Stenhouse, like i said before um We've we we have not raced at intermediate um, faster speed racetracks like this in a while, and we've seen Ricky Stenhouse be very good at places like Charlotte, you know, like where Carson Hocevar dominated. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, Charlotte is one of his best racetracks. So, if you, can, if you even look at that at all, you would think that uh, Ricky Stenhouse that number is too long in that situation. So. Um, moving, I guess, go, moving back up a little bit. Uh, Christopher Bell, one of the guys that ran the tire test here. That's a big thing for me this week. Is taking those guys that already had practice on this tire, on, on the tire, they got a feel for the for the track already. Uh, other guy that did that was Daniel Suarez. Uh, he's thirty-three to one. So I mean, Suarez again. His intermediate uh you know higher speed um tracks have been very good uh track house is fast when it comes to that you know that this type especially uh eric jones good track history here um pretty much pretty simple there um and that covers just about everything now let me ask you this i
3: know you're into your conspiracy theories in arch you are too
2: oh always uh,
3: yeah, this thing is called the m and Fan Appreciation 400. Kyle Bush is the, the betting favorite. at 7-1, to one, probably running an M&M scheme. So um, is there anything to it, Steve? Should we be on Kyle Bush as well?
4: He's definitely running an M&M scheme. Uh, yeah, hard, hard not to. Uh and believe it or not this is actually a play that I added last minute. So we were talking about the ones that we already put in. I was going to mention Kyle Busch and I added him on his outright. So
3: hey, uh, good guess
4: here. Yeah, I mean that's that's sharp sharp stuff by you. I mean he's Thanks, pal. even better news. He's plus 800 on MGM. Outright. Oh, all awesome. right. Yeah, we ought to bet it over there then. So th- that's the only reason why I added it because that number is the best across the board. So we saw Kyle Busch win one of these races last year without a fourth gear. Uh, was it no? Was that without first gear?
3: Yeah, I mean he was like singing on the radio and stuff. It was the happiest I've ever seen Kyle Busch in my life.
4: <laughs> it was it was amazing the watch. I can't believe that actually happened. But obviously, if he had a caution, then he won a one. But I mean, just the the mere fact that that happened is incredible. But under normal circumstances, his track history here is also extremely good. I can probably bring it up here and let you know. But, yeah, he's he's led the most laps in the field at this track with in, in the last six. Uh, 197 laps led with a 118.3 driver rating. Four top fives out of six races. Five top tens. Uh, the only reason why he hasn't had six out of six top tens is because he DNF'd uh, in one of these events. So he's got two wins out of six. So I mean that's hitting at a two hundred six rate. Um, yeah, it's, so. it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Joe Gibbs. Yeah. I mean Joe Gibbs is crazy good here. I mean, like I said, Eric Jones when he was running with Joe Gibbs, that's where he had all his good finishes. So yeah, that I, team I like very good, very good at Pocono.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, Kyle Busch was one of the guys I had circled. I I run uh, like a a, a separate um, algorithm, I suppose, and in, in my track history, I used Auto Club, uh, the recent Pocono races, Indianapolis, a sprinkle in Nashville, a sprinkle in New Hampshire because, you know, they're both flat, um, you know, and it all spit out that Kyle Busch is in the top three uh, for projected finish. So I like it. I'm, I'm on it. That's why I wanted to ask you about it on the air here. Yeah,
4: awesome. I agree cool. with all of that. Nice. Um, Nice.
3: One of our favorite plays of the weekend is Chase Elliott, top five, plus 120 over DraftKings. I mean, hard not to back this guy. He's finished first, second, first, second uh, in his last four weeks. I would say he's one of the hottest drivers in the Cup Series, um, but he has real bad recent track history here. So
4: how do we we catch this one? I'm not concerned about track history for him here at all because – his uh, history at New Hampshire was not very good either, and he just about won that race. I mean that caught I mean it, it just doesn't matter this year. it seems like I mean he he's seems like he's got the fastest car every week. It just doesn't matter. yeah, he's lightning in a bottle but yeah, so um,
3: and then you have you have some top tens listed here. You have Suarez, Bubba Wallace, and Eric Almarola. Um, so we're going back to the Bubba well. I guess you were impressed
4: last weekend? I love what I'm seeing from Bubba Wallace this year. Um, And he got rid of the, I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe, maybe it's a confidence thing. He can focus on, on the race now that he has a better pit crew for sure. Um, It seems like that pit crew move helped both teams, Bell and Wallace. Yeah, that is interesting. Sometimes just a new scenery is something that a team needs. And maybe that's what started both teams there because it, Bell new crew, you know, new, new members and won the race, uh, Wallace new members and finished third. So. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and I'm I'm guessing Almorola
3: because it's a, a flat track. Is that, is that where you were going there? Uh,
4: So Almorola, yes, he is better on the flat tracks. Um, but not just that he's, um, the third guy that ran the tire test. So, oh, okay, yeah, his crew chief was talking about that. He, they believe that this is going to be a, a very helpful, uh, you know, for for that team this weekend. Um, yeah, so.
3: I mean, and and you know, we spoke about my little formula that I'm working over here. Obviously, way less sophisticated than yours, um, but it spit out Almarola as sixth in, hmm. in my projections, which is which is pretty wild. I wouldn't put much stock
4: into it, but uh, I was surprised to see him so far up the list. We said, so we don't know how good he was last week either at New Hampshire because he had a mechanical failure. Um, normally new, that's one of his better racetracks, um, but this, this is one of his better racetracks too. If you look at his track history, um, last six races, average finish of 10.3, driver rating nine, uh, 94, which is eight, uh, seventh best, um, so two top fives, three top tens. That's pretty, that's pretty, I mean, three top tens out of six, uh, you getting that at plus plus one fifty five. So that to me screams value. And, uh, he's got a little bit of an edge this year because he got the tire test. So there you go. I'm
3: with it. So, um, I guess it really, we don't really have to explain it. We're taking Alma over Eric Jones and <laughs> the head to head as well. And then also Christopher bell over, uh, Kevin Harvick. Now this one, that one kind of surprises me because um you know harvick has some really good track history here uh in my model he's performed pretty well um but we're we're going to be back in bell again so it uh, looks like we're just
4: getting behind the guys on the tire test is that, is that safe to say yeah i mean that that's, that's as simple as you can put it but not only that christopher bell has been very, very quick this year on a mile and a half. And uh, it, is, it kind of just hasn't really shown because he's had some trouble. He's had some spins. He's had some other issues going on. But that car is really fast. So uh, I kind of yeah. like what, where he's at there. And he, he, with the win last week, uh, it's a confidence booster. So let's you know ride the form and see what happens. Um, Harvick, he might be doing some things, some desperate things. To try and get a win that could hurt him like in the overall grand scheme of things that i might really consider that when i play I this but that's definitely worth a look thinking about that you know he's gotta win again get in the playoffs at this point you'd think yeah those those uh point yourself in spots are really drying
3: up um mm-hmm. so i'm even starting to worry about blaney a little bit i, I i'm looking down the schedule and i just I am very, very leveraged on Ryan Blaney championship future. So I, am going to need him to go ahead and win. So Ryan, if you're listening, buddy, Mm -hmm. let's take that thing to victory lane. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, man. I think that wraps it up for, for the cup series so far. Uh, Rapid
2: fire tonight.
3: Let's go. Uh, So we've got
4: IndyCar formula one and SRX left. Where do you want to start? Well, we can, I I guess get IndyCar out of the way because uh, I don't have much to say about it yet. Uh, They're on the Oval this week, so we're talking Oval racing, flat Oval racing, and believe it or not, if you're looking to back some guys in IndyCar this week, I would say go ahead and look at Penske. Um, Believe it or not, I mean, it's just like NASCAR. I mean, they're strong at the flat tracks, uh, so really it's simple as that, but once I look into IndyCar some more, like I said last week, I really don't look too deeply into this until Sunday morning, to be honest, because I'm... You know, just I'm 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 very I'm just consumed by all the racing material this weekend that this usually gets on my list last.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anything. There is so much this weekend; it's almost overwhelming. Um, But yeah, I I agree with the Penske take, Um, and it it doesn't look like there's much up because we're going to get a a ton of practice sessions, a ton of um, you know stages and qualifying with these guys uh, still to come. So I'm seeing some outright. Markets, and that's really it. Um, what do you, what sticks out to you if you had to throw a dart?
4: Yeah, I mean DraftKings. DraftKings has been really nice to us. Uh, they're pretty much offering top fives every week, which is really cool. Um, it's nice being able to do more than just betting outrights and some head-to-heads like an hour before the race starts. So I'm, I, I appreciate them taking some liberties here to. Broaden the, your options a little bit. Um, for sure. I, I mean, New I mean, is a heavy favorite here. And it's interesting, his top five is only 10 cents off from the second favorite, Will Power. So, um, yeah, that, that feels like value. I mean, it's, it's juicy, but minus 150, I would just I don't know, maybe lean on that. Uh, my, my eyes immediately went to
3: uh, Colton Herta plus 110 for top five. And also, Alex Palou, minus 110 for a top five. So I would lean yeah.
4: that way unless you can talk me out of it, which I you probably I'm not be. talking out of it because, like I said, I'm probably going to have my plays on Sunday morning. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that's, I guess that's all we got for IndyCar. Uh, so SRX,
3: I am on Tony Stewart. I put out an article with Odds Checker at three to one. It has moved to plus 250 uh, but we're on dirt and quite frankly uh, there is no price too short to keep me off of tony Stewart this week Um, i see that chase elliott's in the field ryan blaney's in the field uh, blaney's dad dave the track owner is in the field oh Um, yeah which is pretty cool so we're gonna have a little father-son duke it out uh thing going on on the track but last weekend man uh the first race on dirt Tony Stewart kicked everyone's ass and it wasn't even close. He dominated the entire thing, start to finish, all the heats. Um, even with all the, the late race restarts, he owned them. I mean, it was never in doubt. Uh, I was nervous, obviously, because I had some skin in the game, but um, just restart after restart, he checked out on those guys. So, um, Steve, I, I know you are on someone else besides Smoke. So, who you got?
4: I am. I, I want to ask you, though, is – Where's Bill, Bill Elliott? Is he not in the field this week? Did they kick him out? I don't know if they kicked him
3: out, but uh, he's not in the field, so I, I I'm not sure why. But he is not there. It would have been cool. It would have been a cool storyline with, you know, both the Blaneys and both the Elliots. But yeah, you
4: know, man, that,
3: that they, was the, that was the
4: main feature. of The last race last year was the the Elliott battle.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I guess maybe they're realizing, you know, Bill's washed up and don't have anything left.
4: <laughs> uh, I hate to see that. But, yeah, that's I don't know, that's disappointing to me. But my guy is going to be Ryan Newman, uh, plus 800 there. Uh, he, Newman's a dirt track guy, but I, I don't hate betting both Stewart's and Ryan Newman because you're getting plus 250 and plus 800. I think those two should be the favorites, uh, personally. I would say those two guys are the guys actually with most of the dirt experience. So, I mean, Newman was way really fast last week before he had the damage, so uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I really like what that is. It's mind-boggling to me that, uh,
3: you know, Chase Elliott is the co-favorite with Tony Stewart with Chase's limited dirt experience. I mean, I know he's been running some, um, you know, since Kyle Larson, you know, has been an influence on him, I suppose, but I don't think it's enough to to match Tony Stewart. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of Blaney running dirt, you know, since he's he's made the move to asphalt I, I know he he got got a start there and his dad owns the track but i, I just i can't wrap my head around those two guys being above ryan newman I, I think you have found some serious value there
4: yeah i can't disagree with that at all um
3: so, cool so all that's left is formula one uh we had a good free practice one session this morning and then gave it all back in free practice two hmm. what are we doing the rest of the way to to get that profit back
4: well, I guess we start with what we already played early on, which is uh, pretty much backing Mercedes this weekend. We got uh, I got Lewis Hamilton uh plus 1100 and George Russell plus 2000. they were both on Fanduel. Um both Mercedes drivers. Uh I didn't see much of FP2 yet, but I saw that George was I believe fourth fastest in FP1. Um Podium again. We got Lewis Hamilton plus 115 and George Russell plus 175, and we played Fernando Alonso plus 150 for a top six. So that's kind of what I got there. I mean, we talked about the circuit a little bit. Uh, it's 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 a track that kind of lends its strength towards the Mercedes. It's you know it's not it's not going to have a whole lot of uh, porpoising. And cars can be pretty. Uh, reliant on staying into the track, so that that's, should be a good thing for Mercedes as a whole
3: yeah I, I agree I mean th- there was some talk that they were going going uh, have some upgrades this week to to close that gap between you know them and Ferrari and Red Bull didn't quite work out today as as drastically as I thought it would, but um you know they they are coming around they are racy Lewis is. You know, his skill set is enough, I think, to, to battle for that podium. And then if things break his way, I mean, you know, maybe a, a win is in sight. Um, George Russell did say in an interview today that he believes that Mercedes has an outside shot of, of winning the race. So um, I'm sure he hopes it's him, but more than likely it's Lewis. And uh, man, I, I like it. I It it stinks to see such a great champion in, in Lewis Hamilton, um, you know, go from uh you know leading that championship last year to seeing the gap close and then lose it the way he did I mean that that was that was tough and then you know to come in this year and you know with the all-new car and just they have not been competitive uh like they've like they've been used to in in the last you know 10 years so it's tough to see and you know I I am enjoying you know their rise again it's Formula One is much more fun to watch when there's six competitive cars that can go out and win on any given day rather than four.
4: Yeah, I agree 100%. I um, pretty much agree with everything you said there. Um, I don't have, a lot, don't have a whole lot more to add on that. I mean, the FP3, I, I don't plan on betting much FP3. I'm probably going to try and stay away from betting too much practice moving forward. It's just, it feel like it's pretty, I don't know, high, high variance. Yeah,
2: a little too random for you, huh?
4: Yeah, it's think, practice. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. betting on quarterbacks in the NFL and like practice in the preseason. You know?
2: Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> practice, not a game.
3: Yeah, I mean preseason quarterback player props are my favorite thing. Oh, to
2: just bet the <laughs> just bet the unders in preseason games, and you're fine.
3: I agree. I agree. I was making a joke, <laughs> but you you seem to have a little uh, experience in this arch. So I'll a, I'll a I'll, I'll follow you anywhere.
2: All right, uh, we have a couple comments here. Uh, Big Daddy says I may have missed it. Top pick to win the candy race, question mark, per the price.
3: Okay, so I guess, you know, it's it's hard to bet against Kyle Busch, but he is the favorite. So if you're looking down the board a little bit, I, I prefer running it back with Christopher Bell. We, we actually hit back-to-back winners last year with, with Blaney, so I think we can do it again. I like Christopher Bell at the 18-to-1.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I like either of Joe Gibbs cars there. Uh, I think if you're backing Joe Gibbs uh, in general, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. So I, among those two, I would. I mean, you know, amongst the Joe Gibbs camp, that is, I guess I, I would say Bell and Kyle Busch.
2: All right, nice. Uh, you guys are going to have to pop over to the user bets tab in the book club. Apparently, he put in some bets that he thought were for the weekend, but it was for the season. So he wants to know how bad of shape he's in. So. Go, oh, if great. you get a second, go to the user bets tab and, and see what Big Daddy, how fucked he is.
3: Awesome. Can't wait to give you the news, Big Daddy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the book club, this is where people are making bad bets, incorrect bets, right? Yeah,
3: I mean, and, and that's good for the rest of us. We get to maybe have a good laugh at someone else's expense, but also <laughs> do our very best to get them back on the winning ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some Aussie rules football tonight, hmm. tennis tomorrow, six races this weekend, golf, the book club is the place to be.
2: And the Rockies oh. and Brewers are in the 13th inning now. Oh, all
4: right. <laughs> we talked an entire podcast and they're still playing. Okay? Still playing. Yep. I, well, I can say this about futures, though. Yep. Uh, if, you bet, if you bet a driver to win this weekend and they do win, their futures price will get better for you <laughs> because <laughs> they get playoff points. Right. right. Uh, so. That will help
3: them in the playoffs long-term, so
2: there you go for that. As it goes in Poconos, so goes the world, right? So that's what they say.
3: Sure. I've heard that before. Yeah. From you.
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
5: Done.